You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Tino Trucks, a better class of truck. Let's talk some rugby and welcome former England captain Will Carling to the show. Morning, Will. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for picking up the phone and taking the call. I imagine it must have been a pretty hard watch that last 14 minutes of the semi-final. Yeah, it. Uh, well, a bit, being uh, being really honest, I didn't expect to be in that position. Um, so uh, once you get in it, once we got in it, it's like, um, yeah, you were just hoping like hell they'd hold out, but. Um, Unfortunately, they didn't, and um, it's one of those things, isn't it? Everyone debates the decisions, but hey, that, that's sport. Well, appreciate you coming on, mate, and uh, and fronting. I know it's been a big couple of days. I'm surprised your eyes were even watching that game, from what I'm hearing from the way you carried on over in Paris, mate. Uh, but that that's <laughs> 66 minutes. Did you did you did you think that the game plan that England had would be enough to rattle South Africa the way that they dismantled them for 66 minutes no I, I was uh, I, I was pretty surprised I have to say I mean in the sense that mm. it was uh, it was pretty basic wasn't it you know it, it sort of set mm. piece breakdown um, defense and, and kick chase and and they they worked really hard in all those areas but I, I didn't think that would be enough um, and I know the weather helped massively but um, for 60 something minutes or certainly first half you know south africa's composure and their precision was was way off um which yeah i i was surprised at them but um geez they uh they pulled it back together and mate just just on on the selections there was a lot of talk about freddie stewart at the back i, I thought he was outstanding for for most of the night, there was that one moment at the end where he probably should have kicked it long and just backed his defence. Um, probably the only blink in his game, but tactically-wise, your chasers, Elliot Daly, Johnny May, putting so much pressure on South Africa, which is probably the benchmark of their game, the highball. Yeah, I mean, and, and they did, and their, their work rate was, was amazing, and I thought Freddie, exactly mm. as you said, um, you know, he took the balls. I mean, hey, it's, it's not getting people um, jumping around in the stand, but... It, you know, it, it was mm. it was very effective, um, and and as I said, when the weather was the way it was, you think, um, mm. hey, on, on a dry night, it, it might have been pretty different. But um, you know, they were sensible. They they played the weather and they played a limited, very controlled game plan, and they caused South Africa a lot of trouble. Well, do you think there was anything in the last couple of minutes where? England had to play ball in hand and had to try and run the ball at South Africa. That's when they caused the Springboks the most most trouble. Do you think there's anything from that last couple of minutes that Steve Borthwick can learn from and add, I guess, uh, you know, uh, add to his uh, bag of tricks for England going forward? I would say, you know, we've talked about what, what they got right. I think um, the key bit, uh, hey, Izzy knows this way better than me, and... Um, the, everyone, everyone's um, proud of the effort they put in. Uh, they, I think they surprised people. Um, going forward, 
you, you've got to take a deep breath and think, OK, wh while we look back at the World Cup, let's be honest about what we did get right and what we didn't. And, you know, we, we were pretty limited in attack all World Cup. We, we were limited against South Africa. That has to be a lot more effective, um, precise, creative, all the sort of words, you know, you think we, we don't look potent. And if you're going to beat the best sides on, on a dry day, you have to be. And I think going forward, the, there was, you know, the, it's been a new coaching team for England and, a, and an inexperienced one. Um, and th there's a lot of things that, that need to be improved. So I think, yeah, they fronted up for the first time for a long time against South Africa, which, you know, was, was, I was really pleased about. I think England fans were really pleased about. But we've just got to be brutally honest about there's a lot of areas that still need to be much, much better if you're going to compete with the best sides in the world. And one of those areas, Will, was potentially the bench coming on and Alice Genge and Kyle Sinclair probably just struggled to carry on from Dan Cole and Joe Marler, who I thought were outstanding for, for 50, 60 minutes when they were on. Is that something that's in the future will be able to be nullified and probably strengthened with the bench? Is there pathways come? Is there people coming through that could add a bit more there, or, or have you got a lot of faith in those players that can continue on? Ah, uh, it, it's a good point. I, I, it's a shame that you and I haven't got hours to discuss scrummaging um, because <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't got a clue. So you know, yeah. you're looking at those things yeah. and those penalties, and it's like, um, oh yeah, okay, um, no idea. But it's, uh, mm. yeah, you look at South Africa's the, the the bench that came on. You look at some of the calls that were made, which were were pretty brutal. Um, but they, they were effective and, and some of the guys that came on made a massive impact. So I think England, yeah, I, uh, I'll, be, I'll be fascinated to see what Borthwick does in terms of selection going forward. There was, there was a few guys there who certainly are at the end of their career um, and, and we will find out pretty quickly what, what the next generation of talent, English talent's like. Um, I, would, I would like to think come Six Nations pretty soon after that. Just, just on Steve Borthwick, um... Yeah, there was a little bit of concerns, like you touched on the identity and, and their ability to to play the rugby that other nations or fans are, are wanting. But this is their platform. This is their identity. Has he taken a step in the right direction in terms of English rugby? Are fans with him now that what they saw on Saturday? I, I still think that's that's. Um... That sort of remains to be seen. You know, it, it, that's a one-off game. Uh, it was um, yeah. in, in those conditions. And I think um, we've got to see going forward. I, personally, I, I think there's, there's still, if we're honest about English rugby, we still struggle for um, a, a culture, um, some values, mm -hmm. some, some goals that, that, um, that mirror, hey, we're, we're never going to get to the level of the All Blacks. But I, I think in terms of, of, of culture and but we we need to get a lot better I, I don't think we as the English team um, understand exactly what we're playing for why we're playing um, as, as powerfully as, as we should um, I don't think we have any threads that run you know um, back into history we don't have sayings we don't have um, any kind of culture that that um, I think gives us a really really solid base um, from which to fight. So I think there's all those kind of areas that are really big work-ons from an England point of view. What about the future of uh, Owen Farrell? I mean, England's, uh, England started so well without him, obviously, with, the, with that suspension, then he came back in. 
but he's 32 now. If you're Steve Borthwick, do you back him between now and 2027? I mean, is he still going to be the man uh, in four years' time, or is it time to invest in George Ford as your number one? I think those are the sorts of things that, you know, when, when your neck is not on the block, we can all sit there and make some really brave calls, <laughs> can't we? Go, hey, you know, <laughs> this is what I would have done. Um, <laughs> hey, I've been like that all my life. But um, uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I, and that's, I think that's one of, his, one of his biggest calls he's got to get right. Because I think that, you know, whether that's it, – it's such a crucial, um, pivotal position, you know, not in 10, but it, it, he's your captain as well. So for Steve, it's like when when I'd be very surprised. However competitive Owen is, and got, he, you know, he's a he's a passionate um, competitor. But I I can't see him being around for the next World Cup um, at that level. Uh, I could be wrong, but therefore, if not, when do you change it? You know, because that's a massive call. And and Steve, <laughs> like like a few of them, it's rather like he only took one number eight and, and with Billy. So. Who's going to be his number eight going forward? He's got he's got a few big calls to make come the Six Nations. Well, one person I was very impressed with, uh, impressed with on on the weekend throughout this World Cup is Ben Eels. Yeah, your number eight, Lewis Ford. He I think he beat beat the most defenders out of every player in the English side, mate. So there there are positive signs within the squad. Yeah, there are. I, I, and, and for me, I just thought, um, you know, for the, for the first time for a long time. Um, you know the packet and guys really, really fronted up to the South Africans, and, and I thought that that was great to see. But th- there are some, there's some really good young players. Which, uh, as I said, you know the brave of us, the, the brave ones who who have have nothing to lose, would have made some calls to go in the World Cup. Um, Steve obviously, you know, didn't take them, but I, I think um, there's a few good guys that I hope he bloods um, in, in the forthcoming Six Nations. Alex Mitchell, I thought he was uh, very good at the nine position. All right, let's let's look forward to uh, the final this weekend. What have you made of the two teams? Who got in into this Sunday? It's going to be an absolute doozy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I, I went to the uh, New Zealand South Africa game at Twickenham, um, mm. and you know, was was pretty stunned by that one. Um, and then I just think since then, New Zealand have built very, very well. Um, South Africa, you know, um, interesting against Ireland, hell of a game against France. You think that, yeah, they, they, they take a bit of beating. But um, I just, for me, maybe it's just a reflection on, on, on me. I, I've always thought revenge in sport is a massive motivator. And I just look at New Zealand and I would go for them in the final because of the game at Twickenham. I think it's a chance to put it right. And I sometimes think... That's the kind of edge you need. Were you like many and read off this uh, All Blacks outfit leading into this World Cup? Did I write them off? Yeah, we, we, uh, I know, not not write them off, but like many, many were just a little bit apprehensive, and you know, it's been a, a topsy turvy kind of uh, kind of time down here with the All Blacks, and now we're playing in a, in a World Cup final. Did you think that? Uh, I think when I look back to you know like the island tour um, and stuff, you know it's it's been a it's been a rough time. I um, and I think as a as a former captain, I look Sam Kane to me, you know, just got a lot of stick, and um, mm. yeah, I think that guy's been outstanding. Um, and so yeah, but there was something you started building a little bit before. That's why I was shocked by the game at Twickenham. So. Um, 
which just just didn't seem right. I thought you'd been building quite well, so and I think you have since then. So I wouldn't be, you know, I'm not surprised you're in the final. Beautiful. Will Carling, we appreciate you coming on, mate. You're an absolute champion. Are you heading back over to Paris to go uh, fill your liver up? What? No, to watch you guys win the World Cup? I mean, much as I would love to, it really excites me. Um, <laughs> I think that, I there's a third and fourth playoff, mate. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> that's a shocker. That game is just an absolute <laughs> shocker. <laughs> oh, it is. I, I don't know how they get up for it, mate. I'll be booking my ticket home uh, before I play that one. But anyway, Michael Checker seems to win. He wants to win a medal. Hey, uh, appreciate you coming on, Will. Thanks so much. And uh, take care, my friend. Go and sort your body right. out and get your mind fresh. That'll take a while. Cheers. Good to speak to you. <laughs> there we go. Will Carling, former England captain, with us talking the Rugby World Cup semi finals. And he seemed to. Uh, Pretty up, mate, really. And I think it was that first answer where he said, mate, to be honest, didn't think we'd be in the semi-final. You know, didn't, didn't know how we got there. Yeah, I think so. And I think many will be, um, you know, sentimenting what he's just said. He's just, there'd be a lot of proud people knowing that they pushed the world champions right to the very end. Um, some disappointed fans as well, but surprised many. And, uh, yep. They, they gave themselves a chance, but weren't quite good enough to get there in the end. No, Hino Trucks, a better class of truck to make your working life easier. Visit hino.co.nz. Uh, that is our Hino Trucks rugby chat from the Rugby World Cup. We have another one coming up, because up next, Nils Bulliena joins us to give us an all-black point of view.